1: Traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, do yourself a favor and stay at Graduate Hotels. The Bridgestone Arena, Target Center, their hotels are close to both tournament venues, so why would you stay anywhere else?
2: They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool detail for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Plus, our listeners can get up to 30% off with promo code CRSHOW. That's code CRSHOW. Book today at graduatehotels.com.
4: Sports Radio. 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 So RJ on a day, and it's always good to be here, in which we've got the NBA playoffs still going on. We got game three and Trey Young status still seemingly up in the air. What is the Vegas lead here on this Tuesday?
5: I think we gotta go with the Clippers and, and all fun aside, uh, this is a team that whenever their backs against the wall, it seems like they wait till then to play their best ball. And uh it 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 almost feels like We started when they went down 0-2 with the whole, oh, yeah, well, they're not comfortable until they're down 0-2. Well, it's beyond that because it's not only being down 0-2, but losing their best player and being thin in other spots. And, man, you got to think as we go through this game, how deep was this team? Typically, when you have two big superstars, they take up such a chunk of the salary that it's hard to fill out the rest of the roster I mean, you look how Brooklyn did it with a lot of late additions and all. And with the Clippers, the players stepping up now, you got to give the front office a ton of credit because these were players not expected, some of them, to have to perform – so much and so well, but they have, which makes you wonder how good this team was when at full strength. So I think this Clippers game, we get, we start with it, and there's a lot to get to.
4: Yeah, and it was an elimination game last night for the L.A. Clippers down three games to one in Phoenix, taking on the Suns, who were looking to advance to the NBA Finals, and the Clippers get it done. 116-102 the final, a 40-plus point performance by Paul George. Phoenix still has a 3-2 series lead, but the Clips stay alive a game six coming up at Staples Center tomorrow
5: night playoff P right that's yes uh, I yes. mean I think playoff you gotta do, give it to him <laughs> after last night so McKenzie pregame.com research do me a favor I want you to find me the low point odds wise for the Clippers in the first round second round and this round Um, And I also want to take a look at the title odds. In fact, why don't we do a a title odds rundown to start with? Because what I find shocking is the adjustment in the Clippers. So we'll take a quick look-see at the four teams left, but then I want to hear how the Clippers were, what the odds were yesterday. So first of all, the four favorites or the four teams
6: left to win the title odds are? The Milwaukee Bucks are the favorite at minus 115, followed by the Phoenix Suns at plus 150. Then you got the Clippers, 8.5 to 1, then the Hawks, 30 to 1.
5: Okay, 8.5 to 1 for the Clippers, 30 to 1 for the Hawks. Now let's think about this a second. Clippers are down one game, right? So it's 3 to 2. How many games are the Hawks down? One game, right? 2 to 1. And one of the teams is eight and a half to one. The Clippers down a game, but the Hawks are down thirty, or the thirty to one. That big underdog. And if anything, Jonas, just mathematically, you'd rather be down two to one than down three to two. 100 percent. Yeah. So this is saying unequivocally. and it's not saying that Milwaukee is by far the best team in the league. But I will say this, here in Vegas, the Westgate, before the last night's game, had odds up on a prospective Phoenix-Milwaukee final. And remember now, Phoenix would have home court advantage there, but Milwaukee was a minus 150 favorite. Now that's bigger than I expected. I'm not sure that it will hold if – it is the matchup, Phoenix and Milwaukee, if that is the case. But man, oh man, what we said last week on the radio in response to Colin right here in FSR, Cowherd talking about, oh, well, the West is king and the East is so secondary and a B league, that it looked like Milwaukee was going to be, at least relative to home court, considered the better team. The fact that they're the clear favorite, at least with the early odds. How, how much does that surprise you, Jonas? Well,
4: I just – I don't know how anybody has full trust in Milwaukee. I, still, I agree. To this, I just – I don't understand it. I don't know what you've seen that all of a sudden you feel like, oh, you know, they've gotten over the hump. Like, I could understand that thinking maybe. You get past Brooklyn. Game seven was exhausting. And then you think to yourself, okay, they, they get over Brooklyn, you know, the injuries, all that stuff, but now it'll be clear sailing. And then they come out game one, and they lose. And, and they lose home court, and going into – into the fourth quarter of game 3 as we talked about had Trey Young not gotten hurt who knows how that game turns out because they were trailing heading into the fourth quarter so i don't understand the clear cut you know favorite being Milwaukee in
5: this point because i don't know how you trust them i think it would make some sense if you were just looking at the scores if you didn't know about injuries, you didn't know about anything other than the scores. You could say Milwaukee getting past Brooklyn, uh, ac- exercising those ghosts in a way. Though I don't think that's happened yet, because until they win a title, but the idea of that would make a little bit of sense. But if you got eyes and you saw, hey, they Brooklyn was, you know, by all accounts, by my feelings. Would have been the clear favorite to win if only just one of their if, if just one of the two stars that got hurt had been hurt. I think a, a, a healthy Harden without Kyrie and you know with KD Brooklyn wins that series. And even without Harden, a healthy Kyrie wins that series with KD. I, again, we can't know for sure, but it certainly went that way uh, when they were on the court. And, and and based on the season, I think that all makes sense. But Milwaukee won, so give them credit. But then you look and say, okay, against Atlanta, they're down 1-0. Like you said, could win the third game or lose the third game, and another injury they benefit from. So I don't think that Milwaukee's answered the key question. Can they win a series when the other team's healthy and there's close games down the stretch where foul shooting – and specifically with Giannis and his ability to create shots in the fourth are still a big open question. And to be such a favorite, uh, early line, minus 150, even though home court is Phoenix, if those two play, a lot of love from Milwaukee. I think it's unwarranted. But let's transition to Phoenix. I mean, what's wrong with this team? I mean, we could say this was all about the Clippers. The Clippers shot 33% from three. So when you shoot 33% from three, and uh, they were they averaged 42% this season. So imagine that, right? If they yeah. give them another 10%, that means they make three more threes or so. And they have another, in theory, another nine points, and they win this game by 23. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly the math. It is the math. I'm not saying it's exactly what would happen. But man, oh man, when you shoot thirty-three percent and you win handily on the road, what, what's going? I mean, as with the eye test, what went on?
4: Uh, they look like they were just from the start of the game. They were fired up. The Clippers. Uh, I don't know if they saw it as a rallying cry. Down three-one, backs against the wall. That's how they like to play. But they were fired up. They were more energetic. They, you know, uh, were, were just into the game from the get-go more so than Phoenix. And they had a lead and built a lead early on. And then Phoenix scrambled, got back into it, and it felt like, okay, well now you know the the momentum, the energy is gonna is gonna leave, and and Phoenix is gonna take over because the Clippers were so exhausted. The last time out, and then Paul George stepped up and he was fantastic. Playoff and he, P, yeah, hundred percent. Playoff P, no <laughs> pandemic P. Uh, none, none of the none of the jokes, none of that applied. He stepped up, hit big shots, and and they just they went from being up. I think it was about two points. They had a two point lead. Next thing you know, make a couple of plays, and it's back up to nine or eleven, and it was just over from there. Phoenix had had no ability to get into the game, and Chris Paul doesn't look right. There's something I don't know what's going on, but he doesn't look like the same. Same player that we saw who was dictating terms against the Lakers, who was playing at a high level in some of these other
5: games. He just doesn't look like the same guy. Well, I'll be candid with you. I don't think we have to speculate too much. And I guess to some degree we don't know for sure. So it is speculation. But if you look at the first half, second half split. So coming into Last night's game, Chris Paul had two games back from COVID. In the first half, they were plus 19 points when he was on the floor. In the second half, they were minus 31. Now, last night, minus 7 in the first half, minus 8 in the second half. So once again, though, by a smidge, the second half worse, that might actually be a good sign that it's evening up because it strikes me if you come back from a major illness and – you seem fatigued as the game progresses it kind of makes sense it's the after you know you have the a tough case of even the flu forget covid you know sometimes it, uh, that second week you're fine but that you know 6 hours into the work that you start really feeling tired right joe you've had that experience hey, yeah. i mean these are professional athletes but they some of them are affected uh, just like normal people with this COVID, and it seems like fatigue is the driver of the problem.
4: I mean, we had, I, everything I had seen is that he was showing no symptoms, so it, he was symptom-free throughout this whole, do, this we, whole do we time. have good
5: reporting on that?
4: It's been so vague and so sparse, some of the reporting, which which has been weird. It's like the Kawhi ACL injury. Is it an ACL? Is it not an ACL? We can't really get a clear-cut answer. But like everything that, that I had seen is that he wasn't showing symptoms. I, I just wonder... Maybe this is more his age than, than anything else. Like, I wonder if the later we get into the postseason, if this stuff, there's not a lot of time in between these games. I mean, it's not like you're getting an extra day of rest. Like, they had to come right back and play all these games, and I, and I, I don't know if it's his his age. Maybe there's something to the injury he suffered in the Lakers series that, that's affecting him still. I don't know. It's just. But why very
5: would that be first half? The age I can kind of get. The second half is tougher than the first half, but there just hasn't been this kind of split with him. The across the year. So the theory is it's later in the playoffs. He's older. He had COVID. Maybe. Maybe it's all a combination. And then the injury. Yeah. I I think it's uncertain. But I'm telling you right now, imagine how different this conversation would be if it wasn't for the Aiden Noop and uh we'd be talking about how you know Phoenix beat the Lakers even though they were hobbled. I mean the reason you bet your radio career on the Clippers <laughs> was this rationale, right? And after yeah. they lost the one, you know, the the game, it was like everyone kind of forgot the rationale and uh, meaning that the, the, this was a very close series and that Phoenix really hasn't been all that impressive. This is a Phoenix team that entered the playoffs as what? what were they favored? So entering the playoffs, and we've done some analysis on how unlikely some of these uh, playoff matchups have been, how the non-favorites have made it this far. And we'll get into the details uh, either today or tomorrow based on time. But the takeaway here is simple. Since Michael Jordan retired, we've looked at every year, that the rankings of... Coming into the playoffs, so we ranked them one to 16, the teams based on their odds. The best, the favorite, was ranked one. The least, the biggest underdog, was ranked 16. And the average ranking of the Final Four here is the most upset-laden, the least favorite of any playoffs since Michael Jordan retired, which I thought was a good demarcator. So this is the most unlikely Final Four conference final teams we've seen. So Phoenix was right in the mix there of not being likely. So entering the playoffs, where did Phoenix rank in likelihood to win the title?
6: they're the 7th best
5: title odds. The 7th best title odds. So this was a team that they said, "Hey, good regular season. You're the second seed in the West. Congratulations, but you were so healthy generally in the year and the Lakers didn't really try after some, you know, AD got hurt and LeBron got hurt. They weren't like fighting for their playoff spot. At least till the end of the year when they were, you know, kind of out of the division lead, and the Clippers are the Clippers, right? They they play only when they have to. It seems. <laughs> so Phoenix, we're not going to over, and and with Chris Paul, you being so buttoned up, that's the kind of thing that works well in the regular season. And coming in, there were six teams with better odds. What has Phoenix done since? It's all that impressive. I mean what would be the one thing you would say it can't be beaten the Lakers without the no. second-best player, right? No,
4: I, uh, the Lakers were banged up. Denver was banged up. And, and look, uh, we talked about it. Denver, they looked exhausted. Like, that was a team that looked like after a long run in the bubble, they went to the,
5: you know, final well, four. for sure, without finals, Murray, like, it was tough yeah. to kind of keep, keep their head above water. It c-
4: completely drained. It looked like Joe, uh, Jokic was, was, you know, he looked exhausted. Um, So, yeah, Denver looked out of it. And then, you know, you get the Clippers and, and Kawhi Leonard's Suffers the injury and and they've not been the same. So and the it, one th-
5: even with that, the one play away. And let's be candid: the more we watch this, the more absurd it seems to think Kawhi's out, Paul's out. That's even it's not. Yeah, right. Kawhi's much better player right now, and thus even with that disadvantage, the Clippers are one play away from being up three two.
4: Yeah, and so that's why I look at Phoenix and I go. It's not the like whoever comes out, I think the team that's had the most impressive run of the postseason has been Atlanta. Just based on seeding and where they're at, if Atlanta gets to the finals, that's that's a really impressive run based on who they've had to go against. Uh, I think they were the five seed, so they've been you know uh, the road team every time out. Yeah. So I, I look at Atlanta and go, that's a really impressive run. But you know, when it comes to Milwaukee and Phoenix, they played banged up teams on their way to the finals. So that's why, as we pointed I, out I, yesterday, it's a flawed.
5: It's going to be a flawed finals. It looks. I, like. I think you're right, but looking at it from here odds are very good that Atlanta's kind of hit the wall. Yes, the, the, the odds are saying that, the Vegas odds. So now, if it is Milwaukee-Phoenix, you've got two teams that most likely will not have had a super impressive even series yet, but you know what? That's fine, because that evens out. Now the question is who had the better regular season? The question is who's the better team? And what Vegas is saying is Milwaukee is clearly the better team to Phoenix. And at minimum... I think that they were even, maybe you could say. But the last couple games from Phoenix, they're trending one way. And you've got to give Milwaukee credit. To whatever degree we want to say it's only 2-1, the last two games, they've been mighty good uh, net-net against Atlanta. And some of that, obviously, Trey Young being hurt. So let's do this. Let me get – we're going to take our first break. But before that, let's get the adjustment in the Clippers – just to win the title from now it's eight and a half to one what was it 24 hours ago mckenzie 25 to one so think about that 25 to one they win one game and now it's eight and a half to one (laughs) now mathematically i'm not sure that works but it shows you how the narrative is and when we come back We've talked about Chris Paul and some of his shortcomings so far. What about historically? This is a guy, one of the greats, that's never even made an NBA Finals. How does he play when it's an elimination game? How does he play when it's a closeout game? We've got some data that's going to – let's just say if you're a Phoenix fan, you're not going to like it.
1: Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: Explore more stories like Shayna's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
1: Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home, and you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199.
2: Go to trustandwill.com slash CR show for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com crshow show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com crshow show. Hey, it's Covino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots.
1: Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to
2: 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
1: All season tires, all weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires.
5: Okay, so we've got some numbers, Jonas, but I want to get your eye test on this first. We've got some numbers about how the Clippers playing small and even smaller than they have historically, even when they've gone small, or at least for the length of time they've gone small more than typically. What did you see on the court with your eyes when it comes to uh, the smallness and the length of time that the Clippers stayed small? And for those that aren't big basketball fans, the theory is... If you don't have to have a center, you have better shooters on the floor, and that most teams do not have five guys that can defend. So if you've got five people that can, players that can shoot, man, you've got a big advantage on offense. But then the theory is, oh yeah, maybe you do. But that big guy that's having trouble defending on the perimeter, he's going to dominate you inside with offensive rebounds and the such. So it's it's a battle, the biggest battle, I think, in the NBA is between you go small and you have those offensive advantages, but how big of a defensive disadvantage is it, and vice versa. And the Clippers, I think, as well as any team this playoffs, when they've gone small, it's always seemed to be better for them. Uh what did you see in regards to the size and the play yesterday?
4: Um yeah, it seemed like they took that approach and the one thing that I thought was a big difference is when they did bring in a big body like a DeMarcus Cousins, he was awesome. I mean, he only played 11 minutes, but it was almost like Phoenix they weren't accustomed to seeing that on the floor, um you know, with the injuries to to the LA Clippers. And so when Cousins came into the game, he was really effective down low. He was hustling, he was grabbing rebounds. I mean, at one point even stole a ball from Chris Paul and and, and took it the length of the floor for, for a couple of points. So I just thought that they sort of shocked them with the, the original lineup. And then DeMarcus Cousins came out with a physical approach that they weren't ready for because they were so used to the starting five they were going
5: against. And yeah, Cousins, as you said, 11 minutes, uh, seven field goals on 12 attempts. So 58% had uh, two offensive rebounds. In fact, this is almost shocking. Oh, the Clippers had two offensive rebounds the entire game. <laughs> and both of them from Cousins. Literally it's two for the game. Speaking of rebounds, well let's stay with the smallness because mckenziepregame.com research NBA expert, let's we'll say expert in quotes for now, is you think that Marcus Morris's minutes and the and what that meant to the lineup was the driver here.
6: Yeah, he hadn't played only 23 minutes per game in this series wasn't really a factor. Hadn't scored more than 10 points. 39 minutes last night, 21 points, plus 20 on the court. I mean, plus 22 points. It was it was like, we're going to throw you out there to the Wolves, and either you're going to play five minutes and we're going to pull you because you're not ready for this, or you're going to step up like you did last night.
5: Okay, so it, to kind of clarify there, he scored 22, and the plus-minus which means when he played, how'd the team do, was plus 20. So no doubt Morris, um, at least by points and by plus minus, played very well. Now explain to us how you see Marcus Morris fitting in with the small ball, uh, because oftentimes a player that can defend bigger than he is can both be that offensive threat but not be a defensive liability. How would you explain Morris's game?
6: Morris is not too big, not too tall, but he is big, 220 pounds and strong at 6'8". When they signed him last year, my thought was that's another body they can throw in Anthony Davis. More of a small forward, not a particularly big, big, but he's a guy that can tango with anybody.
5: And an outside shooter.
6: Yes, absolutely.
5: So two or five from three. So, Jonas, when I was a kid, they used to call him Husky. You know, I'm not saying I shot in the Husky section. I'm just saying that some did, right? And I was maybe with them just for moral support, perhaps. And then I would say, like, man, those jeans look nice and comfortable. And, you know, I'm not getting into it, but I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. So it strikes me. And it, what was the injury? Um, what was it? Zubomb? What was the injury with him that kept him out? Uh, with with uh, yeah.
4: Zubats um, yeah. I, It was something he suffered in the previous game I need to get the exact um, uh, The exact detail of
6: the injury but It was a sprained MCL that he's dealing with
4: Yeah, uh, it's, he, he went down awkwardly In that game, and he looked exhausted Towards the end of that game, and they pulled him In game, I think it was game four They pulled him late Because it seemed like he was really tired But it seemed like he tweaked something There was something going on with him, and that's why they made the decision
5: So you gotta wonder Was that injury led to being forced to kind of go small for this extended period and seeing that, hey, this is better. And you got to wonder if he's even able to play the next game. Does he play much? Right? I mean, especially with Cousins woken up, because, I mean, you could make the case, uh, you know, Cousins... uh, was not someone anyone was relying on here, right? He had some did not plays this, this playoffs, if not more than a few. And then on the other hand, you got Rondo, who is a non-factor at this point.
1: Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler TJ Hushmanzada and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanza, and Plexico Burris on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills.
2: It's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots.
1: Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast. Down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are, there's one where you're going. Especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels locations at GraduateHotels.com. And when it's time to
2: book, get up to thirty percent off your stay with code CRSHOW. C R S H O W. That's good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to thirty percent off. Go book your stay at GraduateHotels.com.
4: Yeah, and I also – look, at the end of that game, I he looked completely worn out the, the previous game. Uh, Zubats, I don't know what his the, – the minutes and, and how much he's been asked to do more.
5: Well, but that he, was kind of his – sorry to interrupt, but that was his revenge game, right, where he got dominated the game before, and he came out and, and was uh, uh, very energized, I, if I recall. I,
4: I think that was game three, because I think it was game two where he got dunked on on the Okay, alley. okay. So game yeah, three,
5: played well, got hurt in game four. And then
4: game four t- towards the end of that game he was flailing around everywhere. He looked completely gassed completely exhausted and and I don't know that, that, that anybody knew of, of the extent of the knee injury but he went down awkwardly at one point and they pulled him from the game and the and the broadcast they just assumed that he was exhausted and that's why they needed to get another body in there so I think that's when they brought in Marcus Morris in that situation so look I mean they're, they're dealing with key injuries and so to still see them alive and in this series is, is another reason why, I mean, I, I don't know that we look at Phoenix and go, this is a juggernaut at this point.
5: Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I saw this move late, when it was announced that Zubats was out, the line moved about a point, McKenzie, right? How did you see the late movement?
6: Yeah, I saw it go all the way up to 6.5 before close, started off at 5.5 for 90% of the day.
5: And it was, you know, and it felt like, again, when... Something's announced and the line moves. It only makes sense to think it's it's related. It could be a coincidence, but the announcement with his injury, the line move said, oh, that's a disadvantage for the Clippers. That moves the needle against the Clippers. And now it looks like maybe it was a uh, a good happenstance because I like this Clippers team with this small lineup with more Morris minutes than I do The prior versions that I've seen, by the way, let's give Paul George a little bit more credit. We are straight out of Vegas. But the first thing I'm looking at his basketball reference page. His name is is the following Paul Clifton, Anthony George. (laughs) So I could imagine I'm saying, you know, like back when I was a kid, hey, mom, I'm going out. Who you going out tonight with Paul Cliff, Tony and George. (laughs) So it's literally four first names in a row. Could that be a coincidence, Jonas?
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and then also you got to, uh, you know, count PG-13, playoff P, uh, you know. Maybe uh, that's him trying P, to get, yeah. like,
5: away from all those first names. I yeah. But, Diversionary but tactics, yeah. I, here, yeah. Here's what is really, really impressive, in my opinion. And I know that some people have tried to explain this away by, oh, he's guard. Paul George isn't playing much defense. You know, because rightfully so. If you got such a load on offense, they don't want you to use all your energy up on D. You know, if you're the Clippers, and obviously the other side wants them to. But if you actually look at his defensive rebounding, and some people have explained this away by saying, well, since he's kind of a roamer now and he's guarding the worst guy, he's able to swoop in and get a lot of rebounds. Maybe, but he literally, defensive rebound-wise, he had 13 last night. Now, I went through when he had 15 a couple nights ago, or I guess it's been about a week, and he hadn't had 15 defensive rebounds in almost a decade. It was nine years. He had never had it during the playoffs. So when I went back, Jones, and looked at all those defense, you know, all those box score, or I was looking at the stacked game by game, is he had maybe, maybe two games a year, that he had 13 or more defensive rebounds. And to be honest, that's probably too high. In like nine years, he probably had like 12 of them. So he had 12 games with about 13 or more rebounds in the last nine years, and he hadn't had any in that time that was more 15 or more. He's had 13 this game, 15 a couple games ago, and I think – and we'll pull this up. He had another game that was in the 13-14 range. So this guy's not only handling a big load on offense, he's rebounding defensively. Paul George, or some would call him Paul Anthony Cliff George, <laughs> is, <laughs> I inverted those middle ones, is he's really hustling at least a rebound. I mean, I, I get that you could say, oh, well, it's cause of this scheme. Well, how many other guys are getting 13 or 14 rebounds on defense cause of the scheme? Because I don't see that other places so I'm not a big Paul George fan generally but let's give the guy some credit we'll see exactly how many rebounds he had in these last few games I think it's like three or four in a row like that
2: hey it's Covino and Rich are you traveling to see your favorite team Pro tip, stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college sports just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would we stay anywhere
1: else? They have 30-plus hotels in all the best college towns. And get this, you can get up to 30% off with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Go to any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Infinity presents a
4: new chapter in luxury.